I learned lots of coping strategies through this time. Strategies like uh, what's now known in psychology as learned helplessness, which is where we give up and accept our fate before giving something a really good go. And I noticed that I was doing that quite a lot in multiple areas of my life and really sabotaging myself. So um, when I discovered that, I started working on all things self-worth. I started thinking, how do I increase my self-worth? What do I do? Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fan podcast where I interview spaceholders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Jacob Casella, the subconscious mindset coach, the self-worth specialist, and the business mentor. Welcome to the show, Jacob. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Carolina, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really well. It's a really, really hot night here in Byron Bay. It's like the hottest day we've had this summer. So I'm doing good, um, feeling the heat. But yeah, things are good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're in Byron Bay. I love this place. One of my best friends is living there and she's sending me all these pictures and beautiful. I'm like, oh my God, I miss it so much. I've been living there for like a, a month and I just felt this high vibe of this place. I feel like it's a, one of the higher vibes uh, cities in Australia or at least or towns. Uh, at least it seemed to me like that. There is a lot of conscious people. So that's so good that you're there. Uh, awesome. And yeah, I would love to talk to you about many, many topics because um, first, of course, about Psyche K, which is my favorite, absolutely favorite healing method uh, that I'm using on myself and on my clients. And I know that you're also uh, specializing in Psyche K because this is how I found you. I followed you on Instagram when I did my Psyche K workshop. And I would really love to talk about this because I haven't uh, really talked about it with anyone yet. And so I would love to know... Um, like, what do you feel that Psyche K is the best for? I mean, is there even anything like that? Or is it just so broad that you can pretty much work on, with Psyche K on anything? No, I think, I think it is really good for a couple of things. I'm going to say there's two things that I think it's really, really good for. Um, the first one is changing subconscious programs. And um, programs are our autopilot. They're our habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and behaving. Um, and a lot of these are held um, from our younger years, from our early years. A lot of these ways that we think, feel, and behave are adaptions from ways that we have learned to cope with the world. And um, as kids, a lot of these ways of coping worked for us, but sometimes as adults, they don't work anymore. But because they're, they're, they're in the subconscious, um, we can't just think about it and make them change. We need to go a little deeper to change um, these subconscious programs. So I think that Psyche is really good for changing subconscious programs that have been um, played out for, for many, many years in an unconscious kind of way. I think the second thing that it's really good for is releasing and inside K they call it releasing stress or transforming stress but I think using the word stress makes it sound very simple what that really is is it's releasing processing um, and effectively letting go of any 
past trauma, any emotional baggage that we're holding on to, any time that we have Anytime that we've experienced emotions within our system, but we haven't been able to really let ourselves feel them, maybe we've been in a public place or we've felt ashamed or it hasn't been safe for us to do so, or we've been worried about what other people will think and we push our emotions down. And when we push our emotions down, um, it doesn't go away. It gets stored within our system. Psych-K is really good for finding these um, stored emotional baggage or blockages and releasing them, letting them go, processing them effectively. Um, they're the two things that I use it for in my business. Um, yeah, life-changing um, modality, life-changing tool that I now use in my coaching business. And I absolutely love it. This is really, really amazing and what you shared. And I just feel like for me, I use it pretty much in every area of my life. And maybe let's uh, tell the listeners a tiny bit about how exactly it works. Like what is um, done there? Because yeah. Maybe a little bit about the whole brain state, if you don't mind, just so that people understand what is going on there. Like, okay, it's a modality for belief change and re resolving stress, but what is going on? Like, how does it yeah. work? What happens on the session? Absolutely, yeah. So this modality um, is a kinesiology and psychology hybrid. It's a very broad way to, to describe it, but it uses kinesiology, right? And kinesiology involves using muscle testing, um, which is a way to communicate or speak to the body. And the subconscious and the body um, I kind of think they are the same thing or to get even more clear um, by speaking to the body, we're able to find out things about the subconscious that are difficult to just find out by asking a person. Right. Um, you know, I can say to my other clients, do you, yep. that, do you have any, do you have any blockages around uh, calling in and experiencing romantic love or do you have any blockages around uh no. around moving to the no. next level of business no no <laughs> right and i don't i don't of course not <laughs> of course not um I, I i think that um that this modality is, is amazing because it, it's able to bypass the conscious mind and go to the subconscious and start communicating with it um and ask it certain um questions um, and, and again, I'm not being technically right here. We, we don't even, we don't really ask it questions. We 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 repeat certain statements, and we test to see if the body is in in resonance with that statement. Um, so if we 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 test statements like um, you know, I feel you know it's safe for me to experience deep romantic love. Okay, and now you might say yes, of course that's safe. But when we speak to the body and we ask and we use muscle testing, if we get a weak muscle, we can do it multiple times and the person can push really hard and it's still going weak. We're like, okay, there's something here. And when we know there's something here, then we get to use the next part of the process, which is we get to use what's called a whole brain state to release any of the stress, any of the trauma, any of the emotional baggage that is held there. And we get to create an alternate uh, program, an alternate way of um, our subconscious interacting with the world. And when we do that, at the very end of the session, we'll come back and we'll try again. We'll say, it's safe uh, for me to experience deep romantic love. 
will test the muscle. And most of the time, the muscle is very strong and the person feels the difference. Uh, when you're doing face-to-face, -face, they feel the difference. When it's online, we do it through a different, uh, something a little bit different. So it's a bit harder for them to understand it, it, to feel that change. But I believe that that creates a feedback loop. The loop begins with, you know, I don't feel okay about this. My body goes weak when we, when we talk about this. We've just done some, some uh, a ritual. We've just done some work. Um, we've focused our intention on this particular thing. We've looked at all the different things that happened in my life around romantic love, why it wasn't safe. Um, you know, my relationship with my parents, maybe the psyche facilitators asking different questions and helping you to um, go a little bit deeper on this. And then together we're creating some different statements that we're testing. And when the subconscious uh, shows that there is um, some incongruency there, um, then we will change it. And at the end of the feedback loop, the person feels the difference in their muscle. They probably don't feel that different uh, initially, but in the next couple of hours and days and weeks, they begin to integrate the session. And uh, we do this thing called an activation step, which is, you know, usually it's one step, but the idea is we take, we take action in our lives that are aligned with that. You know, I'll keep on the, the idea about dating and calling in love. Maybe the activation step is to uh, change your profile photo on Instagram to one where you're actually showing your face because you've been hiding it, you know, behind something. And then maybe, you know, that's a real, real, real example, right? And then maybe you're going to change it, change it on your dating, your dating app. And maybe you're going to actually commit to go on that dating app and, um, and connect with people that feel real authentic to you, right? This is like the action that we take after we do the inner work. Um, and the integration of the work with the action step um, allows our subconscious to start acting in new ways and our subconscious remember is our autopilot way of thinking feeling and behaving so if we can start thinking feeling and behaving in new ways we, we're putting out a different energetic frequency to the world and with this different energetic frequency we are able to then manifest that thing that we want um i'm going to go a little bit deeper here um and when the subconscious is not in alignment with that thing, right? When we get weak muscle saying that actually it doesn't feel safe to be in, you know, deep romantic love, essentially it is impossible or highly unlikely that that will happen in our lives. When we are able to change the subconscious, it doesn't guarantee that this is going to come into our lives but it takes it from being impossible or unlikely up to possible, likely, um, maybe even certain, right? And, and this is really important. This is probability, right? This is basic probability. But if we can change the probability of us manifesting anything that we want by changing our subconscious, it means that we're more likely to be able to be the creators of our life and have what we deeply want in this life. Um, and this has happened in my life time and time again. It's happened in my clients' lives time and time again. And I've tried so many modalities in the past. Um, I'm university trained. Um, I used behavioral therapies in the past and mindfulness-based cognitive therapies. 
they're all fantastic. Um, I don't feel like they're anywhere near as potent as this modality that's, that works with the body. I believe modalities that work with the body like Psyche-K and EFT um, and other and other approaches that work with the body um, are really, really, really powerful. They're in a whole league of their own, I think. Yes, absolutely. And I I resonate with Psyche so much as well because I am very quick. I like the change to be quick and effective. And just want to mention here that we can change a belief within minutes. Like, I mean, one minute, sometimes even 30 seconds, sometimes maybe a little longer, like five minutes. But really, it's a very, very quick method. And I just want to add one example of what you said about coming from like not likely to very likely, it's like opening the whole potential in subconscious mind. For example, I was working on myself when I just did the psychic workshop and I didn't really know how to get clients and what to do. And then I was encoding in my subconscious the belief that clients come to me from different directions or whatever else it was. I don't even remember. And before I did this belief, I didn't even see the option of how I could get them. Like, where do they come from? And after I did it, I was like, okay, I can post an announcement on Gumtree. I can do the Facebook ad. I can go to all the yoga and meditation studios and leave my leaflets there. And I can, you know, and I just saw these possibilities. And I was like, yeah, I can do it all. And before I didn't even see, my mind wasn't even like programmed to see the options. So this is this is what we mean by like opening the potential and making it more likely because if you can see things that you haven't really seen, you haven't really thought of before, then you can take this action step, this activation step, as you said, and then make it your reality, right? So this is just one of the examples of how this potential can be open and give you this more, more certainty and more likelihood of that happening in your life. So, yeah, and that's just one little example. And how did you uh, start Psych-K? How did I find it? How did I discover it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, you know um, it came to me at the most perfect time in my life, really. Um, I was working in mental health and, and, uh, and homelessness sector. So I was working as a case manager, a government, uh, kind of government-funded, job um, in Australia and I was working there for four years and I really loved the work that I was doing there I loved working with these people I felt so privileged to be in their lives like when things were really tough um, I was there as their coach right Um, but my big problem was was that these people would very often a year later or six months later, they'd be back in the same situation with more financial stress, more trauma, violence, like in the hospital, the mental health wards, physical health. Like it just kept coming round and round and round again. And I just felt like I've done all this training, you know, and I still can't help these people to really change What's happening, there seems to be something else driving the ship that doesn't matter what we do here, um, it seems that they back in their old ways. And that's when I understood that we don't manifest from the conscious mind. These people didn't want to be mm-hmm. in these situations. If they, if they could manifest with the conscious mind, they would say, I don't want to be in the situations anymore. I'm going to find a new one. When I realized we manifest from the subconscious, 
we draw experiences to us from the subconscious based on what we have down there from our past. And that's, uh, that's a kind of scary thought. And when I understood this, and I didn't understand it because I read a book or heard a podcast, I saw it. Hundreds and hundreds of people that I worked with over the years, different ages, they had the same thing in common. They had multiple unprocessed traumas. They had negative beliefs about themselves and their potential. And they kept manifesting shitty stuff in their life. And I knew that there was something else. I knew there was something driving the ship. And, you know, as soon as I knew that, I, I was like, I guess I was like asking the universe, like, please show me um, what's next. And I was researching different things. Maybe I'm going to go back to uni. Maybe I'm going to, all these different things. And, um, and then one day I remember it was this morning, my partner, we're standing in the room. I'm getting ready to go to work. And she said, have you heard about Psych K? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's, I've heard about it on some podcasts. It's blowing up in, in California at the moment. You know, in Australia, we always look at what's happening on the West Coast because it's always happening a bit before us here. And I'm like, okay, cool. For me at the time, I was used to hanging out with my friends, socializing, doing all the things I love to do and to to do that was a big stand in the first place for my, for my future and for my worth and all that kind of stuff. And um, that training taught me the basics of kinesiology and some of the most basic psyche um, practice. It's very simple, those still today in my practice. Um, so that's really how I found it. Um, and then, you know, I, I went and, and done the advanced training after that. And, um, and then after that, I also went and trained in something called the spiral. Um, and the spiral also uses kinesiology. It uses muscle testing. It works with the subconscious. Um, it's also interested in working with the five bodies. So the mental, the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, and the energetic. Um, and it's a very, very cool way of working. And I just did my training to become a, a, a practitioner of Spiral. Perfect. This is an amazing story. I love how you started it and how you were wondering about the subconscious first and then it just came to your life. This is really amazing. I also have a little bit of a crazy story about how Psyche came to my life because um, it was a perfect manifestation story to anyone who, who kind of like is doubtful about manifestation. It freaking works because uh, once in my notebook, I wrote that I really want to meet Bruce Lipton in person together with some uh, other people that I really follow and really value and uh, I just forgot about it I was just setting it as a goal you know to just meet him in person one day and uh, at some point I lived with this friend of mine Layla in in Melbourne in Australia and then she went to to New Zealand and she's sending me th this message like hey I'm hanging out with Alex Lipton today maybe you know his uncle Bruce I'm like are you freaking kidding me of course I know Bruce Lipton this is my like my number one you know one of the first first uh, like my number one idols you know for me when it comes to science and spirituality I'm like oh my god girl I'm like so envious it's so amazing that you're meeting him and whatever and then fast forward a few hours she's sending me a selfie with Alex and Bruce I'm like girl come on like I really want to meet them I, I just uh, told her like yeah it just it's just really my my dream to meet him and then after like maybe a few days, I'm getting a screenshot from her where Bruce sends her an email saying, 
I I uh, wrote you on, and your friend on the list on my seminar in Auckland. So come uh, if you want. You're on the list. And I'm like, <gasps> Bruce Lipton invited me for his seminar. How does it happen? And I literally, I was said to my partner at the time, like, Ricky, we got to go to New Zealand first. We were meant to go to Bali, but like, I cannot just let this opportunity go. Like, I need to go. And we went to Auckland. We changed our plans. Um, and I met Bruce in person. I was like, Bruce, I'm doing NLP. I'm doing Reiki. What, what should I do? Like, I don't feel like this is mine. I don't feel like I'm super fulfilled doing that. And he's like, do psych K, you're going to love it. I'm like, okay, Bruce said it. I trust it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to, you know, uh, second guess it or whatever. And then maybe two or three months afterwards, I did the basic and advanced training in London and it literally changed my life. But seriously, this how this manifested was just so crazy. I was just like, how does the universe even align it? You know, like how did it even happen that it happens? But it's really funny how it works. Like when you set an intention and you just let it go, you, you're not attached to the thing, like how it will happen or what, what exactly um, needs to happen or you, what you need to do to make it happen. Then it just flows. And it's also crazy because the same girl made me also um, kind of like go into the other direction of the modality that I'm using with Teal Swan, with another uh, idol of mine, because the same girl was like, oh yeah, you know, Teal Swan has workshop in Melbourne. And I'm like, what, really? I'm going. And then when I went, I, you know, discovered the the modality and it was, it's just crazy how one person could pretty much like get me to do what I'm doing right now. You know, the full, the full uh, coaching and uh, the, my whole profession is based on meeting this one person and it's just uh, so crazy so i just wanted to to quickly share this because for anyone who wants to manifest things in their life just know that if you don't like cling to a specific solution or or you're not attached to the way of how it needs to happen then the universe can work its magical ways and deliver it to you in the most surprising way <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> yeah, look, I, I, I agree. The whole, the whole idea of desire around manifestation. Um, one of the most powerful books that I've read is um, Dr. David Hawkins, his book called Letting Go. And uh, Letting Go, I don't know if you've read this. Yeah, Letting Go actually describes yes. how stress transformation in Psyche works. Um, that's, that's really, you know, the way yep. that I see it. And he says, uh, desire, especially strong desire frequently blocks us and stops us from getting what we so deeply want. And, you know, that's the, that's the clinging, that's the aversion to, I don't want that. I'm scared of that. I don't want to go like, and it's that, that clinging to, I need something to be a certain way. Um, and so really it's about high intention and low attachment, um, and, you know, just co-creating with the universe. Absolutely. Because as you say, if you are clinging to something and you are coming from resistance to something that you now have, then you're, you're having resistance in your body. Whereas if you like accept where you're at, but you prefer to have a different reality, then it's from preference. It's not coming from the fear of resistance of what is right now. And I think that's really powerful because yeah, I, I I even had a session with a, with my friend who is a clairvoyant uh, maybe like a week ago, and he was like, "Okay, you want to improve your health? 
stop wanting being more healthy. You want to improve your business, stop wanting, you know, having more clients or stop wanting this, stop wanting this. Everything is going to flow more if you just stop wanting everything. And so I just really feel like this is so on point uh, that we're talking about this right now because I am, it is my biggest theme right now in my life. And I'm practicing it through like this kind of like a little bit of a surrender experiment, just like this book of uh, Michael Singer. Um, I'm just practice. I'm trying to practice it really in everyday life, in even small situations, you know, when someone is saying something, I'm like, yeah, whatever, however you say, whatever you want, I'm just like surrendering to whatever is going to happen and how things are going to go. And I can tell you already it works miracles already now uh, when I realized it more and when I started practicing more. So yeah, it is really, really a powerful and important message. So thank you for sharing this as well. Um, Cause I think we need to talk about this, the, the letting go, the surrendering as a perfect divine flow. Amazing. And so why did you become a self-worth specialist? Was it uh, because of some of your experiences or was it because uh, of something else, maybe a person in your life? How did it happen? Yeah, um, you know, I guess through Psych K and through being able to start having conversations or communication with my subconscious, I began to pinpoint what my biggest blocks were, my biggest blocks in business, my biggest blocks in love, my biggest blocks um, in health, my biggest blocks um, in, you know, mental health, all these kind of things. And what I noticed was that all my stuff, all my trauma, all my baggage, everything that I needed to process was really aligned um, to low self-worth. It was really related to my story of low self-worth. And it was really related to the experiences that I had through primary school and high school, where I allowed um, an external lens of validation. So, you know, I wasn't, I didn't go very good at school. I got in a lot of trouble. Um, and I got a lot of, I guess, negative validation externally about my ability to be a good human being and be successful and these kind of things. Um, and I had the same struggles with sports. Um, and I also had the same struggles, you know, I really wasn't very good at sports. And so I got a lot of, I really didn't feel very worthy there. And I was not happy with my body image for, you know, for pretty much from age 10 until, 20s I really didn't like my body um and was and and all of this stuff um and all the things people said and everything externally um really played a part um in through repetition um programming my subconscious to live in a state of pretty low self-worth and not thinking that I was capable of very much um I learned lots of coping strategies through this time, strategies like uh, what's now known in psychology as learned helplessness, which is where we give up and accept our fate before giving something a really good go. And I noticed that I was doing that quite a lot in multiple areas of my life and really sabotaging myself. So um, when I discovered that, I started working on all things self-worth. I started thinking, how do I increase my self-worth? What do I do? And, and I, that's been a journey of many years. Now I feel like I'm so clear on what it actually takes to change self-worth within a human being and, um, and the repercussions of that. I, I believe that the repercussions of healthy self-worth, um, like 
it, it makes things limitless to you. Like everything is possible when you feel worthy as a human being on a basic level, when you feel good enough, smart enough, beautiful enough, you know, successful enough, all these kind of things. Um, so this is an area that I find that in most of the clients I work with, one of the biggest things blocking them is low self-worth and underneath the low self-worth is all these subconscious programs that are, that are propping this low self-worth up. It's holding it in, in place. So I go in and or together we go in and we clean up these subconscious programs and any of these traumatic experiences. And I teach them how to do some of this for themselves. I don't teach them how to do Psyche, but I teach them how to use other modalities that I'm allowed to teach that allow them to be able to release some of this stress for themselves, reprogram their subconscious and increase their self-worth. And I hold them accountable week after week because I only work with clients for 12 weeks, 16 weeks or six months. I have three different tiers. And in that time, I hold them accountable to take the action in their life that reinforces their strong self-worth and to stop taking action that is reinforcing their low self-worth. And this can be really hard. Sometimes this involves little things like not drinking alcohol every night or smoking cigarettes or, you know, not giving yourself the sleep you need. And sometimes it's big things. Sometimes it's quitting jobs, breaking up with partners, and, um, you know, I guess breaking up with friendships um, where these relationships are actually um, a catalyst um, to keep on reinforcing poor self-worth within you. Um, and, yeah, I think through that journey, I can keep encouraging my clients slowly, slowly to take this action and then they get to reprogram their self-worth. So, yeah, it's something that I'm so interested in i actually um i've written about 80 percent of a book on self-worth and um and i've stopped i thought it was going to be released uh last year no this year and i want to rewrite the whole thing right now i've i've learned so much um in you know i guess through clients and through watching my young daughter grow up um, that I, I do want to rewrite the book. I want to make it, it's, I'm writing this grand, large, you know, book and I want to make something really simple and digestible and take all the big things and bring them down. So recently I've had the voice like, come on, get back on with that book, get it done. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge task um, that, I, that I've been working towards. It can be really simple. Um, and and I'm, I, I feel like that's coming a little bit, closer to getting back on with that so hopefully i have something like that to share with everyone in the not so distant future this is amazing and i think that compressed knowledge uh, nowadays is actually pretty good so it could be simple and compressed so that people can take it in because uh, you know there is so much information around us right now so many videos so many podcasts to listen to so i feel like if you can give people just the compressed like the jewels you know the wisdom jewels and um, in the book i'm sure it's gonna be great and so you mentioned your daughter so i would love to chat a tiny bit about 
about uh, conscious parenting and how do you approach it? Because, you know, you're quite a fresh dad, um, as I know. And I would love to know, like, maybe how did you even um, get ready to have a baby? I mean, did you, for example, um, you know, did you gain any knowledge about it? Did you listen to some people? And how could people that are maybe just about to become a parent Uh, what they should know based on your experience and maybe what kind of um, resources you recommend for them as well. Mm. Yeah, of course. Um, it's it's interesting because um, I guess this book that I was writing, I guess there's two different books here, right? Because um, the book that I'm writing is very detailed and I go into a lot of depth around the ideas that I think that parents need to know when they're going to bring a child into this world. So I talk about, um, I talk about the subconscious mind and how it is actually programmed and how we can help program young people um, as parents or as school teachers. Or I, I originally wrote this book in mind for anyone that was, you know, supporting the growth of children. Um, And I guess, you know, you're giving me the thought now that I should split this up the middle and have that one over there and then have one more simple about self-worth for, you know, people that are wanting to change that within themselves as adults. Um, so this is good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, <laughs> you're welcome. Guess, My pleasure. Yeah, yeah I guess um, as I, you know, me and my partner were were you know, I guess you're never really ready for kids but we we were trying we were we were we decided okay we're in a place we're ready um you know I had we just left Sydney I'd quit my job um I was up in Byron and I was launching my business full-time you know and I had some success in that first um you know in that first six months enough success for me to go all right I feel like uh, we're financially in an okay place to bring a child into this world. I think it's the, the biggest fear for men is uh, can I provide, you know, I think for all, but I think men have this fear. Um, and so I obviously did a lot of work on that, um, on myself. Um, and we felt pregnant, um, you know, and I, and I really believe we felt pregnant because when we moved up here, We dropped, we left a lot of stress in Sydney. We left a lot of worries back there and we, um, we just came into a better level of health, a better level of health mentally, physically. We're eating better, more organic food, the farmer's markets, less rushing, less beeping the horn, slow driving, all this kind of thing, right? A lot of time in nature and surfing and all the, all the good things. And I think this helped us to be in a healthy place. Um, you know, I worked with a naturopath and I, I was told that it's really important for men to, um, because the, I guess the sperm needs to be really healthy. And at the beginning, it's really important for the man to be off drugs and alcohol and, um, to be, you know, taking, um, some different vitamins and things like that. So I did all that kind of stuff and we fell pregnant, um, pretty quickly, which was beautiful. Um, and as, as those months came closer and closer, we were, um, you know, there was lots of different things that we did, but one big thing I did was I went and did a plant, plant medicine ceremony. I, for the first time in my life, I sat with San Pedro, 
Um, I have never done much plant medicine in my life, um, mainly because I, I guess I always believed in the psychology route of healing. Um, I always believed in doing it that way, um, I guess. And I think there was fear as well, but I felt really ready. And I went and did that ceremony, just a one day ceremony. And it was a very personal inner journey. I wasn't really, you know, there for the friends or the connections. It was like really like what was going on for me. It was very powerful, um, beautiful, beautiful ceremony. And, um, and I think that was, yeah, that was an important rite of passage for me and supported me. Um, to prepare for my daughter to come into this world um, and I feel like there's so much I know about psychology and developmental psychology things like attachment theory stuff like developmental psychology um, you know these ideas were I guess are very important to me and I think that every parent needs to understand the basis of some of these things um, I think that, that every parent needs to understand that the conscious mind that um, that sees in colour doesn't really work until kids are, you know, at least 10 years old. Before that, we really see in black and white. Um, and what I mean by black and white is things are just good or bad. Um, there's, there's an openness or there's a closed, you know, we're in that learning or we're in that safety mechanism. You can't reason with children and, and so often um, adults forget that their minds and children's minds work a little bit differently. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of different things I suggest, but um, I guess if anyone listening is in this space, um, reach out. I will happily uh, send you chunks of my unfinished book um, that just break down some of these concepts. Like I break down attachment theory. I break down the subconscious mind, the way it works. I break down stuff around trauma. I break down learned helplessness theory. Like these are just like some of the most basic things that you don't need to know everything, but I think it's important to understand the basics of these things and how they work and take them into consideration um, when you begin your journey. Mm -hmm. Um and something that was very surprising to me was I thought, you know, that maybe when our daughter came along, um, her name is Rumi, when Rumi came along, um, that maybe the inner work was going to, I was going to take a break for a little bit. You know, I had my hands full. I was busy. There's, you know, so much, but absolutely not a chance. The inner work ramped the hell up <laughs> because... Because, <laughs> I mean, okay, like, you know the answer to this, but where do we learn, even before we're parents or when we become parents, where do we learn everything we know about parenting? We learn it from our parents. From our we, parents. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> and, that, and, we, and we learn it when we're before the age of 10. We learn it just from picking up what they do and we create lots of assumptions and programs and beliefs about that. And our parents did the same thing to their parents and this has gone on and on and on and on and on. So it was my first time being a parent and in the first couple of weeks, I was noticing some habitual autopilot ways of thinking, feeling and behaving 
that were I was embarrassed about, you know, that I was ashamed of some of the t- things I did. I raised my voice sometimes. Um, you know, my daughter would scratch my face and I would grab her arm with pressure, you know, enough pressure that I was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that, you know, and it was on autopilot. These were the exact same things that happened when I was younger. Um, and this is where I learned these things. So I had my work cut out for me, you know, I had to start doing some reprogramming and some deconditioning. And I had to notice that I had autopilot tendencies to do things um, that I didn't, that weren't aligned with me. Um, and it wasn't enough just to be a mindful parent because, you know, the times when our, when our subconscious programs really play out is when we're stressed, tired, or emotionally upset. You know, our conscious mind is off. Those subconscious programs are on, you know, and, and as a parent, the, the, an early parent with the lack of sleep and all that kind of stuff, um, it's pretty hard to just be mindful and choose what behavior you're going to do. Um, and I'm so glad that I knew as soon as these behaviors came up, I was like, okay, great. Take myself to my room, sit down for 30, 40 minutes, go through all the stuff, go through my past, reprogram the subconscious, drop off all that baggage, come back. And now I can begin acting in ways that are now possible for me that were impossible for me just 40 minutes ago. Uh, This has been huge. Wow. This is actually such an interesting thing to think about because before you actually become a parent, you don't think of, oh, how am I going to behave when I'm a parent? Like, it's not even in your conscious awareness or conscious uh, mind to think like, oh, how am I going to, what kind of program I will have automatically in me if I have a kid? It's like, before you actually have a kid, you don't even know. So then, yeah, as you said, the work starts kind of from scratch in this topic, because of course you can program some beliefs, like I'm the best parent ever. I, you know, I treat my kid really well and whatever, but it's still, it could be so ingrained in your subconscious mind that only when you do it, you catch yourself and and you're like, Ooh, I didn't really want to act like that. So it's actually something I've never thought about. So thank you very much for sharing that, because I feel like people need to be ready for that, <laughs> you know, that it might happen, that they can be surprised with themselves uh, and how they behave. But just to to anyone who listens and is a little bit scared of it or, you know, um, whatever, shocked with it and anxious about it, don't worry because people like um, Jacob or people like me or at other practitioners can help you reprogram these things. And it's not something that you can never change. You can actually look at it and be like, okay, this is my subconscious programming. What can I do to change my behavior? What can I do to change the way that I'm responding to my uh, to my kids? So don't worry, there are solutions for that, <laughs> just so that people know. And uh, yeah, so thank you for sharing. I seriously have never thought about it. Uh, so for me, it's also very, very deep. Um, and I, I will certainly process it also after our call. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'll, I'm going to be a mom for maybe in the next few years, but at some point I probably will and I certainly want to. So thank you uh, so much. It's going to be helpful for me. And so I would love to chat a little bit about your business mentoring because um, I know that you work with conscious people, conscious businesses. So please let us know uh, what does it um, 
encompass or what do you how do you lead people what do you help with um, and so on yeah of course um i you know my journey okay my dream to be a coach in private practice to be able to work online um to have a full load of clients and to be earning enough money to support my family that's been my dream for over 10 years you know i was dreaming of this in my early 20s when i was doing my degree um i this i i really wanted this and um many of my subconscious programs got in the way uh of making that happen immediately many you know and many stories much low self worth it led me on a bit of a journey because i needed to learn some more things along my way until i could get here um and i feel like i've been living this kind of life now for you know a little over 2 years and i'm i'm grateful of this life every single day um and the reason i tell that story is because i i think that there's a lot of people out there with dreams to do amazing amazing work um i only am interested in working with um people whose businesses um are about changing others and changing the world for the positive i'm really not interested in helping um people who are you know in industries that are only about financial gain to have more financial gain i don't want to work with those people but people that want to make an impact on other people's lives often the biggest thing that is blocking like that's a beautiful dream to have and the thing that's blocking them is one of two things one they have all these subconscious beliefs programs past things that their parents said that different people said that are blocking them i can give you an example of one of those from my life in a moment and the second one is they don't know how to clearly sell articulate and market their services it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do you can be the best in the entire world if you cannot sell articulate and market what you do you will not be able to make an impact you will not be able to create an income um and you know you won't be able it won't be sustainable that you keep doing what you do so i see it's a two-pronged approach one is clean up all the subconscious stuff that's there um open all the pos- possibilities and potentials i love that example you shared earlier um about when we clean it up like more potentials and i and clarity and direction comes in it's not magic um it just clean clean stuff up so we're able to think logically and we're able to tune in emotionally to our, you know our emotional is our intuition as well so if we've got logic and intuition we're much more able to um bring manifest what we want and take aligned action to bring that thing um manifest um so there are the two things and when i work with people in 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 a mentorship i'm helping them on both of those levels to to put the practical stuff into place to be able to sell market and articulate what they do to think about what their offerings are what are they actually offering from the perspective of what their clients need not from the perspective of what they think they'd like to sell or what their ego thinks would be a creative cool thing to do or um or anything else like what their clients actually need selling it at a price that motivates their clients to show up with 100% integrity that's why like i'm 
That's why I don't sell one-off sessions of Site K or anything else. That's why I don't ever give free things away because when I, I give free things away, I give free meditations and e-courses and masterclasses and all that kind of stuff, but I don't give away free um, sessions of the work that I do because people don't value free things. People value the things that they spend their hard-earned money on. When they invest their money, they're investing their full self into um, a new future or whatever it is they're calling in. And that in itself um, allows them to be motivated to take all that action and change what's going on for them and bring that new life manifest. Um, so that's a bit about what the, the mentorship is like. Um, at the moment, I'm working specifically with Psyche facilitators. Um, I'm, I'm starting a mentorship in February and I'm calling in Psyche facilitators because the training is amazing. The tools are amazing. Um, the only issue is it can be hard to sell and articulate and market what we do um, to tell your unique story and to bring clients in to know what to charge and to know how to run those sessions and all that kind of stuff. You know, she said, you don't get paid very good for that kind of work. She said nurses, school teachers and, and, and social workers, they don't get paid. They don't get paid work, but it's not for the money. We, do, we don't do it for the money. We do it to impact and make this world a better place, right? This is the story that I heard a long time and time again. So the assumptions I came up with was if I become a coach, counselor, social worker, therapist, you know, teacher, all these professions that I was thinking about getting into, that I won't have much money, right? So that was one side. Um, and, and I had some beliefs there that, that because reinforced time and time again, and because she did this kind of work and she was getting paid, you know, in the less than $100 an hour range, right? That kind of smaller money, right? On the other side was my dad. My dad was a small business owner. Um, he was a mechanic and he ran a very successful mechanic business. He had staff working for him. But my dad was very busy. He was pretty stressed. His, um, he worked on the weekends. Yeah, he worked at least a half day on the weekends. He always had his phone on, which meant that people could call any time of the day. Um, and he did give really good service and he ran a really, really good business. But what the things that I, and he always said to me, don't run a business too hard. All the stuff, take your business. like five o'clock and I'd see my dad, he'd say bye, he'd go off and it would still be dark and I'd watch him drive away and he'd come back in the, in the evening and it was dark again when he'd come back. And on the weekends, you know, he was like mowing the lawns and doing, he was so busy all the time. And um, I learned that if you were going to be successful and I could tell that he was successful, if I was going to be successful, that um, it was going to come at a price and that price was going to be time freedom and 
kind of stress was going to come with with that, right? Um, and you know, eventually my parents' relationship broke down. They ended up splitting up, and my mum blamed a lot of this on my dad's business. You know that he was so with his business, he was so busy, so much time was there. Um, and you know, that always upset her. So I, I heard these things again and again and again and again. And, um, I picked these up from my parents and I, I made a lot of beliefs and assumptions that were very unconscious at the time. Remember my, my prefrontal cortex, my conscious mind wasn't really fully working. So I, I had some ideas and I filled in the gaps and my subconscious created some beliefs and I didn't think about it again until I was uh, in my 20s and 30s. And, you know, every job that I've applied for, even way above my, I get given that job. I was so good at interviews and working for other people. And I was like, why do I find it so for people? Why do I find it so hard to make wealth and abundance through my business? Why, 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 why? Oh my God, you know, as I started using Psyche and speaking to the subconscious, looking at these blocks, my blocks are that I believe that I'm going to lose time, lose money. Sorry, I'm, to, to have money and success, I'm going to lose time. I'm going to lose love. I'm going to feel stressed and overwhelmed. I'm not going to be able to have time to spend with my family. And in my industry, people don't earn much money anyway right? This is all the stuff that I had. Of course, I was finding it hard to take my business from anything from a side hustle into something that could actually support my family. The minute I knew what this was, I did all the work that I could on this. You know, I spent a couple of hours doing this. I did it with other facilitators and uh, things started to change. Like things started to change massively, right? And, and uh, yeah, this, this like, and this is the kind of stuff that I feel is holding lots of us back, but we're unaware of it. And that's why that in talk therapy, it can take a very long time to get through and find all the things. But with, with the ability to muscle test and speak to the subconscious, we, we can save a lot of time. We can get to the root of things. Um, yeah. So I hope that really yeah, helps to illustrate. Absolutely. Oh yes, it does. And I really feel like it's so, um, crazy how it's literally copy paste something that they did it's literally copied and pasted in your mind and then you're like oh my god this is exactly what my parents felt and before you actually look into this you you have no idea and it is a beautiful story to really really picture how it all works and um i think it's really really powerful because you know, you can have different beliefs from different people, from all your caregivers, pretty much. You can adapt something else and then they can clash inside of you. And then, okay, I want to do this, but no, this part of me says that I should, shouldn't do this because this is unsafe. And this and it's kind of like an inner battle, inner conflict between the ideas that you might have or the perspectives that you might have in yourself. And then you're not going to go anywhere because there's just so much resistance in you and so many different things happening. So thank you so much for sharing this story. I think it's a perfect example of of how our subconscious mind can block us from what we want in our life. And so if some people, maybe some psyche facilitators or maybe um, some other people 
needing your help would like to reach out or maybe some conscious parents uh, where what is the easiest way to find you is it the website or instagram yeah look i think it's really easy just to dm me on instagram my handle is i am the mindful coach um just dm me i'm usually on there um and you know one of my ideals is that i doesn't matter how like it, i don't doesn't matter how many followers i have or where i go in my life i really want to always be responding to humans on that level like i always want to be contactable i hate when people get to that level and you just don't write back to you and stuff like i'm genuinely open to having a little chat with you um you know in in the dms um guiding you towards some of my free offerings if you want to be involved in any of my paid offerings there's also the opportunity to do that and i just i'm so happy to point you in the right direction do whatever i can to support you so yeah reach out would love to have a chat um see how we can see what we can learn from each other Yeah, I, I can really feel your heart when you're saying all that. I can really feel that you just want to help people and support them, and I can feel your love. So thank you so much for being such a shining light in this world and helping others to change the world as well. Because this is so important, especially now in the times of pandemics and this crazy world and whatever happens right now. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being here with us on the podcast. I really am grateful for your energy and everything you do uh, for this world. And uh, I'm hoping to talk to you again in the future, maybe, if you're open to it. Um, so guys, to whoever listens, check Jake about I am the Mindful Coach on Instagram. Um, you're going to love it, everything that he does. I follow him for a while now and I really love all the contents. So thank you so much, Jacob, uh, for this beautiful conversation. And yeah, I'm sending you so much love to Byron Bay and to the whole town because I freaking love it. <laughs> mm, thank you so much, Carolina. Wishing you a really smooth transition um, into your new home on exciting travels. And um, let's stay in touch. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you. Namaste. <laughs> thank you for listening or watching us today. I'm really feeling so filled up with this conversation and I just want to mention uh, that if you feel like you struggle with some limiting beliefs, you can find Jacob, I'm the Mindful Coach on Instagram, or you can find me, The Connection Catalyst on Instagram, and we are going to certainly help you move through them. So if you're curious to also know more about Psych-K and how it works, uh, you can find more information on our Instagram or you can go to www.connectionhideandcatalyst.com and there are some videos that I have about it and some more information if you're curious and also some testimonials to check how it works. So thanks again for being with us today and hopefully see you next time.